0: Welcome to Episode 158 of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Below and thank you so much for being with me today. There was not an episode last week when there should have been um, because I was traveling. I was in Washington, D.C. for the International Coach Federation Converge 17 Conference. It was their first big international conference in, I think, about five years. And there were 1,600 people with 62 countries represented. Um, I counted more than 70 sessions to choose from over a two-day period. To say that it was um, jam-packed with information and people is probably an understatement. Of those sessions that I attended, I took lots of wonderful pieces of information away. And some of those I shared in the newsletter that I sent this week. So if you're not a subscriber to my e-newsletter, I encourage you to become one because it's through there that I often will share these kinds of lessons learned. I will share one of them here that I didn't share in the newsletter and I'm, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, whether you're reading a book or listening to a podcast or going to a conference, if you take away just one thing that sticks with you for a while, um, maybe even for life, then it was worth the time and investment of money and energy. In this case, I took away many things. But the one thing that I think will make the biggest difference for me is this really powerful reminder that to stop trying so hard. <laughs> that doesn't mean don't work hard. It means stop trying. Stop um, getting up in your head about um, the ideal way to do something or to, to put on this hat that says you have to perform in order to succeed. I, um, you know, of course, the, the message was offered in the context of talking about coaching. And he said, you know, don't try to coach just coach. And that particular lesson applies to just about anything else in life. Don't try to network, just network, just show up, just talk to people. I think the trying piece is reflective of when we make up a story about how it's supposed to be done, that there's a right way and a wrong way to do something. And we layer in a lot of judgment with it. And we put unnecessary pressure on ourselves and unrealistic expectations about uh, what can occur in that moment. That reminder to don't try so hard is something that will stick with me for, I think, a long time, because I know that whenever I'm not at my best, whether that's speaking, doing a podcast, uh, coaching, or just being, you know, out in life... When I'm not at my best, it's usually because I'm trying too hard. I'm I'm putting on this layer of performance or expectation that is absolutely not necessary. And what that does when we allow ourselves to say, I'm not going to try so hard, it frees us up and it reminds us to trust ourselves and to trust that we know what we're doing that we have something of value to offer, that we have the experience and the wisdom and the knowledge that's required in that moment. And we don't have to try. I hope that particular takeaway that I had is useful to you as you um, move forward in whatever it is that you're working on right now. Before I get to the interview that I want to share with you today with um, Shirley George Frazier, I want to remind you about two upcoming events that I'm excited to be offering. Um, First is the virtual book group that kicks off on September 13th. We'll be meeting for five Wednesdays uh, from 4 p.m. to 5.15 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 8.15 Eastern. And we'll be working our way through the introvert entrepreneur, uh, doing a, a deep dive into the content. And most importantly, providing space and accountability for you to take action on whatever it is that's going to move your business forward using ideas and concepts in The Introvert Entrepreneur, but also being able to draw on the experience and wisdom and resources of other people in the group. So I hope that you'll consider joining us. Um, you'll find information online uh, on my website, um, the introvertentrepreneur.com book And then coming up a little bit later in September, on September 28th, I'm excited to be welcoming Kwame Christian to our next virtual networking for introverts gathering. You will find more information on the website there at um, the introvertentrepreneur.com slash virtual networking introverts. And of course, as always, those links are included on the episode show notes at the introvertentrepreneur.com. Well, let's jump into our conversation. I'm really delighted to welcome um, Shirley to the podcast. Shirley George-Frazier is a recognized expert who guides entrepreneurs to untangle marketing problems so they have a clear strategy for results that saves time and makes money. As president of solobusinessmarketing.com, her clients include Macy's, Barnes & Noble, Total Wine, and thousands of entrepreneurs. Shirley is author of numerous books, including Marketing Strategies for the Home-Based Business and Sponsorships, How to Get Money, Products, and More for Any Business, Venture, or Project. Shirley delivers keynote presentations, dispenses advice on CNBC, and writes articles for worldwide publications. Hi, Shirley. Welcome to the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm delighted to be chatting with you today. Thank you so much, Beth. It's wonderful to be with you. Well, what is making you smile today?
1: Oh, two things are making me smile today. One, which is personal, is that my mom is home after a Mm. month-long stay with her sister in Los Angeles. It is really a trial and an experience to get to and get out of any airport. So I am really smiling about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the second, up, uh, which has to do with business, is that I'm getting some very good responses to a logo project that I have hmm. issued for a new website. And the responses are arriving wonderfully by mail. Uh, email actually, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to working with a new designer.
0: Excellent. Now, because I I um, like whenever possible to share resources with listeners, especially ones that you've had success with. Do you mind sharing what um, what site you have uh, solicited those design ideas from?
1: Oh, certainly. I am. I went to Upwork. dot com, mm-hmm. which used to be elance.com. dot com. Yes, and I've worked with designers and others at Elance Upwork for quite a while and have been very pleased with the responses and the results that I've received. I've worked with others. I just finished trying to work with another company and I have to say it it was just a bomb. It did (laughs) did not work out at all which is fine. It happened but um, I'm working with someone at Upwork this time.
0: Excellent. Yes, I have used them as well and um, and had good experiences. So I'm Excellent. I'm glad to hear you're you're having the same. Yeah. Let's Let's jump into the conversation by giving listeners some context. Where do you consider yourself to fall on the introvert extrovert spectrum, and how has that awareness influenced your path?
1: I first became aware of where I was between being an introvert and extrovert back in high school, and that was many years ago, won't say how many, but we'll just leave it as many. (laughs) And I was an introvert at that time. I I thought I was an extrovert, but I really was an introvert. And there was no problem with that, except I wasn't communicating well. I wasn't being heard in the way that I, I wanted to be heard by my friends and by those who were the educators in school. And from that, result, uh, even though I did well in school, I found writing to be a talent for me. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: that's helped me to come out of my shell in a way. I mean, I'm I'm still between the two uh, lines. But writing has helped me to, to just communicate better. And if I can't solve something by voice, then I'll write the information and uh, what I write just becomes a little bit more clear Mm -hmm. to whomever I'm communicating with. And that has helped influence several books and e-books. I have two of the best-selling books in the world on gift baskets. I have another one on marketing for home-based entrepreneurs and several e-books in different areas for different professions. So even though I can be an introvert, writing has helped me to express myself more, and that that has been a big influence for me.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's very liberating when we um, figure out what kind of what kind of expression is going to work best for us. So true. And and you're right that introverts are often um, most comfortable writing. So it's it's awesome that you found your groove in that way, yes. <laughs> and we're able to, um, you know, get spread your message in that way. And I understand you also do speaking engagements.
1: Yes, I do. I've been very pleased speaking at gift shows and other types of events around the U.S. I haven't gotten out of the country, <laughs> uh, but it's been a great experience sharing information and helping other entrepreneurs succeed through the information that I help them to uncover about themselves at the presentation.
0: Yeah. Well, I know, that as, as you've mentioned, one of the areas that you speak and write about is about being a home-based business owner. And we know that there are work-life and boundary issues that come up with working out of the home. But what are some other challenges that, that you have experienced yourself or perhaps, you know, witnessed with um, people you've worked with? And what can we do to set ourselves up for success when we're in a home-based environment?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, the home base can be a, a tricky place. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm I'm very thankful that even before the internet, I, I was working in a home office, and one thing that helped me to recognize the work-life boundary was having and needing fixed time for everything. I learned that not only through books in the library, as I said, pre-internet, but also through very successful entrepreneurs who mm-hmm. just drummed into my head, have a fixed time for everything. So on my Google Calendar, I have schedules for different areas of business that I need to complete. And I have no, well, I shouldn't say no personal issues during the workday. There are times when workmen have to come into your home for something Mm -hmm. that has to be fixed. So that's something that you can't stop. Um, Something's going to break, unfortunately. (laughs) So we just do our best to have a line between ha- being in the kitchen or being in another room, do not do any laundry or anything like that, and stay focused on using your time wisely while you're in the home office, because the bills are coming, mm-hmm. and the value has to be provided to those who expect you to provide value in whatever profession you're in. Mm-hmm. So that fixed time for everything is, is really a game changer. To ensure that you're working when you're to work and you're living your life when you are to do that.
0: Yeah, because it's when you're, when you, when I (laughs) ever, you know, work from home, (laughs) there are so many things that um, can help with procrastination. The dishwasher needs to be unloaded. The load of whites needs to be done. Um, oh, I need to <laughs> vacuum suddenly because I can't possibly concentrate with that speck of dust on the carpet.
2: <laughs> what is
0: your experience with, like, you know, even if we are very disciplined about structuring out our time, we are likely to get distracted, like, especially if we're putting off something that is really important to do or that we don't want to do. Very Any advice for those kinds of situations, kind of when you fall off the wagon of of having that really disciplined structured focused time
1: absolutely you ask yourself one question will this make me money Mm. (laughs) and if that vacuum will not make you money if uh, the things that are happening around the house are not in your money-making wheel Mm -hmm. while you are on the nine to five nine to nine or whatever hours you have selected for your business you Develop a habit of turning your eye away from it. And uh, if you are about to uh, walk over uh, a big dust pile, then yes, maybe you uh, pick that up on the way to your office <laughs> after you have uh, just taken a 15-minute break. Mm-hmm. But that 15-minute break is, is a break for your mind to recognize where you are in business and what you want to do in that 16th minute. And that is not the time, and again, it's a, a habit that you develop, it's not the time to work on something personal. It can work, wait until the after hours. Yeah. Believe me, your fairy godmother is not coming. Yeah. It will wait for you <laughs> while you make money and bring value to the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, great point. Well, my next question is maybe a segue from that. Um, It has to do with kind of the mindset that you have as you're approaching your work. And you recently wrote a blog post that we will link to in the show notes about how to think like a boss instead of an employee. And it seems to me this point is very critical um, to make sure that you're, by extension, you're building a business and not just creating a job for yourself. How can we adopt a boss mindset?
1: It has, I, I'll, my hand is up in the air. It has taken me quite a while to <laughs> become a boss and not an employee. Uh, it's something that all of us know, if not most of us, mm-hmm. that it's not, such a mindset is not taught anywhere. And if it is, it's in one of the community courses. It's not in any schedule for college or, or certainly not in high school. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, again, something that is habit-forming. It's important to recognize as a boss with the mindset that you cannot do everything on your own. That's, that's really critical. Um, I recognize also that all of us don't have a budget to outsource everything. There has to be some barter or there has to be certain choices. Mm-hmm. For example, for me, I can afford a logo. $50, $100. I don't want to take it anywhere over that unless the job entails having a logo made for much more money. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, you, just as you ask yourself during the day, does this make me money? You also ask yourself, how would a boss operate this business? What would a boss do in whatever situation you're looking to accomplish or achieve? So if there is an opportunity to have someone else transcribe an audio for you Mm -hmm. or help you to maintain your daily, your own accountability, those are things that you consider farming out, so to speak. And then you are working on the tasks that build your business, that bring value, that earn you the revenue that you want to earn in your business and hopefully even more than that you're asking yourself what would a boss do how would a boss operate and what would they give away to to someone else Mm -hmm. who can do it better there's no way i can make a logo i'm not that talented (laughs) i have to outsource that and so by giving that job to someone else you're helping someone else's economy, mm-hmm. I'm getting a great product, and then I can hire more people because of what the logo is attached to. Right. It helps draw in more business to me. Yeah. So you are really thinking about how would a boss work on the business? Would they act like uh, a boss or would they act like an employee?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Your point about how um, you're helping someone else's economy is, is something that I remember experiencing early on when I first outsourced some, some projects. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it feeling so good yes. to feel like I was contributing to someone else's business in that way. Like, you know, recognizing their talents and compensating them for them. Because, yes. of course, that's what I want people f- to do for me. And so if I want it for me, I need to, you know, do it myself. Um, You learn how to keep that cycle of um, really, in some ways, it comes down to abundance thinking um, going, because if we kind of hoard our resources and think, oh, I'll just save money and do it myself, we're not contributing to that flow that really feeds healthy entrepreneurial ventures and relationships.
1: It's so true. Very true. And... Again, boss versus employee, when you look at your to-do list, and I do have a task list every day, mm-hmm. I know that I am not able to accomplish everything on my own. Yes, as an introvert, I wish
0: I could. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I want to keep it all. <laughs> but then there's no growth. There's right. no growth if I am doing it all. And again, understanding that sometimes budgets get in the way. You work within your budget. You look at what tasks are most important to move you forward, and work with your budget in that frame of mind. Maybe you can't outsource everything, but there are a few areas of your business that you that you know if it's done and it's being done by someone else, you can concentrate on business operations
2: mm-hmm.
1: while again someone else is taking care of whatever can be released from your hands, whether it's accounting or whatever else in your business.
0: Yeah, great advice. Well, I want to wrap up our our conversation by kind of circling back to um, how we opened in talking about our voices being heard and how introverts can do that in a way that is aligned with their strengths. Um, What's your advice to introverts who feel like their voices are being drowned out in the very noisy marketplace?
1: It is quite a noisy marketplace, especially online. Mm-hmm. And as an introvert, yeah. it is critical, pretty much critical to not engage in every type of social media. Social media at this point does have its use, mm-hmm. but it is the big, bright, shiny object <laughs> out there.
2: Yeah. If
1: you find that your prospects and your clients listen to you and, uh, and, Have comments on a certain social media and they do so more than others. Focus on that particular social media and unless you are outsourcing your social media to someone else, stick with the one that works or maybe Mm -hmm. the two that work Mm -hmm. and that's it. You can monitor the others but you don't have to be engaged on every other one. So that's a way of, of staying focused Mm-hmm. and not not being concerned about all social media, in addition, those people who are on social that seem like they get all the lion's share of information and and comments, they probably have a different business model than you, mm-hmm. and maybe they don't even have a business model. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of people are doing you know what they're doing in you know in their own space, and you don't see what their space looks like try your best not to compare yourself to that other person. Stick with what you do best, uh, continue to grow that, and just stay focused with what you're doing, and you will get to the top of whatever marketplace you are seeking to be at the top of. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Also, as I mentioned, just one other thing, I absolutely love sharing information through books, which is also through Kindle and and other media. You can share information through recorded messages, through your blog, of course, which is another type of writing. And that helps to bring more recognition to you in the way that you enjoy sharing information with your, again, with your prospects or with your clients. So it's really okay that there's a lot of noise.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: pick the road that is best for you to travel and you will make a big impact with within your profession.
0: Yeah. If we were on video you'd see me nodding my head a lot in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> and and as you were talking I kept picturing a laser. And you know the power and the focus that a laser has and when a laser is directed something it burns right through true you know true. and and what I hear you inviting us to do is to have that kind of pinpoint focus and it seems to me that it takes care of our energy as well so that we're not you know scattered oh, yes. over a lot of different platforms and messages but also you know can help us stand out on a particular platform where our our people are hanging out
1: absolutely absolutely I've heard. Uh, one person on an audio that I've listened to as I'm traveling actually by car from the New York area to Nevada. Uh, I've given up airfare just, just for a while. Mm-hmm. And seeing the country from the ground.
0: Oh, isn't it fun?
1: <laughs> it is. It really is. i heard the phrase, if you are scattered, then you won't matter.
2: Hmm.
1: And you mentioned that to be laser focused on what you're best at and how you're best at it to reach your audience
2: mm-hmm. is
1: key to making the impact in your profession and in your industry and in whatever else you are pursuing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Shirley. Um, you've given us a lot of um, great advice and lots of permission. Um, I think to um, to be ourselves and to make sure that we are oh creating something that is going to support who we are naturally and i and i love that you brought up the point about not competing cuz that's such a such a critical piece again that can be such an energy drain absolutely and um and I love that you invited us to, to let that go. Yes. <laughs> well, I want to ask you a closing question that I ask all of my guests. And that's, if you were granted a three-week vacation on Introvert Island, I've waved a magic wand and it's all expenses paid and <laughs> peace and serenity. Oh, I like that. And you can only take three books with you. What would you take with you and
1: why? Oh, goodness. What three books? Well, one book that has been a big influence with me, and I love reading it, the book called The Path, P A P H, The Path. And the subtitle is Creating Your Mission Statement for Work and for Life. It's by an author named Laurie Beth Jones. I found this book for either 50 cents or $1. It is, <laughs> it, it's worth so much more than that. And it has really helped me to focus on who I am, what I'm doing, and how I'm going to get there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's one book. Another is, uh, is a book on feng shui. If I am on Introvert Island, <laughs> I want everything in my island path, in my area, whether it's the whole island or just a piece, I want everything to be set up properly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want my, my candles, my stones, uh, I, hopefully I have brought some of that to the island. And I don't have a particular feng shui book in mind. I do have a couple by Lillian Tu, T-O-O, T-O-O okay. that have been very helpful to me in setting up my, my special areas. Mm-hmm. So I do practice feng shui as often as possible. And uh, the third book, I have not read a lot of fiction, I have to say. It's always been nonfiction for me. But I did attend Book Expo in New York. This past, uh, mm-hmm. earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet in person John Grisham. Oh, wow. What, is, what a wonderful experience. Took photos with him. And I got his uh, latest book autographed, which is Camino Island. It is, uh, I'm not going to say well written. He's John Grisham. It was <laughs> uh, a wonderful ride in his book to uh from beginning to end and I could not wait to sit on my bed in the evening and read that book for an hour. Mm-hmm. It was it really it wasn't riveting, but it was superb. I'll just put it like that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah.
0: I have read more than my fair share of John Grisham books. Um, I love, I love, you know, crime, police, procedurals, courtroom dramas, and he's, he's a master at at weaving those stories. Yes, he is. So very cool that you got to meet him.
1: Very true. Very true.
0: (laughs) Well, Shirley, what is the best way for people to connect with you and learn more about your work and, um, you know, to see all the titles that you have available?
1: Oh, that would be on my main website, which is ShirleySpeaks.com. It's also my name, com, but I think ShirleySpeaks.com is just a little shorter, easier to remember. And that's the website that has different articles and and information about my books and information on how to simply make your life uh, a, a, a great experience whether you are transitioning or transforming or or re-energizing yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of information on there to do just that.
0: Terrific. Well, I'll make sure that we have a link to that as well as to your Introvert Island book selections on the website in the show notes. (laughs) So um, it's been a great pleasure, Shirley, and I wish you all the best and thank you for taking time, um, for making us one of those focused blocks of time on your schedule to talk with us today.
1: Thank you so much, Beth, it's been a pleasure.
0: I feel a lot of gratitude towards Shirley for sharing her experience and um, giving us some insights, particularly on that piece around how you can be working from home and still have some boundaries and be productive. Um, Because for anyone who either has a home office full-time or even part-time, we know what a challenge that can be. I hope you heard some things in there that um, help you have a healthy relationship with your home office, and and draw some boundaries. I know for myself, um, I have to draw boundaries around my time. I, I do lease an office outside our home, but I do sometimes choose to work from home, and I have to remember to shut the computer down um, when my husband gets home from his job uh, to help make sure that there's a closing of that container so that I can be fully present for him. It doesn't always, and he can be present for me as well, it doesn't always work out that cleanly, but we we do our best and it is something that I try to be intentional about. So um, also paying attention to the hours that you're working as well as the physical space that you're occupying in the home can make a big difference in how you feel about being in that space and how other people feel about you in that space. Well, again, I want to invite you to think about joining us for the virtual book group that starts on September 13th, as well as the virtual networking for introverts. Both of these um events are tried and tested and have had great results, and, and people have, have loved participating in them. Uh, they love the virtual aspect. We meet on the Zoom platform, which is a video conferencing platform, and it's just a great way to you know, meet up with other people from the comfort of your own home, exchange resources and ideas and connections and accountability, and um, I always find it a, a very energizing experience. I hope you'll consider joining us. Thank you for um, joining me for this podcast today. And a, a big thank you to Naja for the episode show notes and to Paul Messing, my podcast producer. I hope you'll join us again, and if you're not already a subscriber on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you choose, I encourage you to subscribe so that you are always up to date on the latest episodes. This is Beth Below of The Introvert Entrepreneur, and until we meet again, remember that success is an inside job.